Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. What is going on, everybody? Welcome in to another unbelievable Great Vibes episode of Underground Sports Philadelphia. Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode number 471, the victory over the Cardinals episode. In all facets, we are talking... The Phils. We are talking the Eagles. We are talking the Union. And my goodness, does it feel fucking incredible to be a Phillies fan right now, to be an Eagles fan right now, to be a Union fan right now. Good grief. Good night. 2011 has been avenged. We have a new song to add to the Philadelphia playlist. And we have exercised the demons. Of Phoenix, Arizona, when it comes to the Philadelphia Eagles. Man, I have been waiting for this episode to record it all day. I am juiced. I am hype. Ugh. Man. Episode number 471 of Underground Sports Philadelphia. I'm your host, KB, coming at you from Underground Studios. We're going to get into the Phillies, we're going to get into the Eagles, we're going to get into the Union, but first, make sure you guys are following us on the socials, at UndergroundPHI, on Twitter, on Instagram, Facebook.com slash UndergroundSportsPHI, Twitch.tv slash UndergroundSportsPHI, all that good stuff. Make sure you follow us there. Follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311. Check out our website, undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com. Subscribe to the podcast feed, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever the hell you get your podcasts, subscribe to our podcast feed. We are bringing you guys the best, most unfiltered, insane fandom takes of Philly sports right now. We are in a good place right now. You don't want to miss a single second of it. Subscribe on Apple, Spotify. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews. Let me know how you're feeling about the Phils. How you're feeling about the Eagles. How you're feeling about the Union. Who your favorite Philly celebration was in the clubhouse after game two. Let me know all of it in the Apple Podcast reviews. Let's get us on the... This is like one of the biggest fall swings... In our podcast history. Help us get on the charts. You guys have been rocking with us for almost five years. This is a golden era right now for us. Go subscribe. Unsubscribe and resubscribe. And leave those five star ratings and reviews. Make sure you also subscribe 
subscribe, subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel. You get full video episodes of every Underground Sports Philadelphia podcast. Full video form. You're getting it all. And, you know we're on that Road to 1K challenge. Matt and I are, are conjuring up some good stuff for the Road to 1K. Subscribe, smash that like button, ring the bell icon, and comment down below your favorite moment from the NL Wildcard Series. Let us know down below. Hashtag USP Wildcard. So we know that you're watching. Shout out to our sponsors, Main Auto LLC, Douche Arms Pro Foot, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. Tomahawk Shades, the best small batch eyewear in the game. Go to TomahawkShades.com. Use code USP for 25% off your order at TomahawkShades.com. They got the sunglasses, the blue light glasses, and everything in between. TomahawkShades.com. Code USP for 25% off your order. Kenwood Beer. It is the beer of champions. It is the beer of success. It is the official beer of Underground Sports Philadelphia. Go to KenwoodBeer.com, use that all-new and improved Kenny Tracker to see who's got Kenwood Beer on tap in the Philadelphia area. you got to be 21 or older to do so. And, of course, please drink responsibly. And our pals over at Bino. Go to BinoBoard.com, use code BINOUSP, B-I-N-H-O-U-S-P, for 10% off your order. That includes your Bino boards, your accessories, your merch, apparel, custom boards, everything. It is Paper football meets foosball. That's Bino. Go to BinoBoard.com and get the ultimate tabletop game that is coming to the forefront for forever. It is the best tabletop game out there. BinoBoard.com, code BinoUSP. 10% off your order. Let's get into it. The Philadelphia Phillies, ladies and gentlemen, are advancing to the NLDS as the number six seed in the NL playoffs, as the wild card, as the last team to sneak in. They end the Cardinals season. They win in two. Zach Wheeler, Aaron Nola, the bats come to life. The, the bullpen shuts it down. The defense was fantastic. And Albert Pujols, Yadier Molina, their careers ended by the Philadelphia Phillies. 2011 has been avenged. That This series was for Ryan Howard. This was for Doc Halliday. This was for that 102-win Phillies team that should have gone all the way to winning the World Series. This series was for them. This team showed out. They played with guts. They did not give up. They did not quit. They were resilient. And they take both games, sweep the Cardinals out of the postseason. Bye-bye. Paul Goldschmidt, MVP, get out of here. Nolan Arenado, MVP, get out of here. Albert Pujols, Yadier Molina, see ya. The Phillies did that thing. Let's start with game one, Friday. I was watching this game through the at-bat app. Not a sponsor, but shout out. Because I was at a wedding. Shout out to my cousin Anthony and uh, his lovely bride, Lindsay. The Phillies, they come storming back. Seventh, it's zero. It's a pitcher's duel. 
Pitcher's duel, Quintana versus Wheeler, throwing up zeros. Jose Alvarado in the seventh inning, though, gives up a two-run jack to Juan Yepes. And the Phillies are down 2-0 in what seems like an insurmountable lead. Then comes the ninth inning, and Ryan Helsley comes in, and the Phillies knock him around. He, he has the finger issue. He's wild throwing pitches everywhere. The Phillies play some small ball, get bases loaded. Alec Bohm gets hit by a pitch, walks in a runner. Gene Segura comes through. Anybody who's ever doubted Gene Segura in their life, I want to speak to you personally because Gene Segura is one of the most clutch hitters on this roster. He comes through when he's needed, and he delivered in the postseason in his first postseason appearance. Gene Segura, baby. Seggy, my boy. My love. Shout out Bryson Stott. Gives the Phillies a 3-2 lead. Bryson Stott then hits into a fielder's choice. Runner's safe at home. It's 4-2. Brandon Marsh singles. It's 5-2. Kyle Schwarber, sacrifice fly. It's 6-2. Cardinals get a ticky-tack run at the end. Zach Eflin shuts the door. The Phillies win 6-3 in game one of the wild card. Feeling good because in the history of these type of games, 10-2 is the record for the teams that won game one. 10-2. We move on to game two. In the heat of the night, the Phils just do the damn thing. Bryce Harper in the second inning goes tank shot to the St. Louis Arch, 435 feet. It's a 1-0 lead for the Phils. Then in the fifth, the Phils get more run support for Aaron Nola, who goes six and two-thirds, four hits, six strikeouts. Jose Alvarado, Saranthony Dominguez, Zach Eflin come in, punch him out. The Phillies shut out the Cardinals and advance to the NLDS. And shout out to Robin dancing on my own. Because that song's been stuck in my head since I watched the Philly celebration last night. It just feels so good. It was one of those things that you're just on the edge of your seat. I'm sitting there watching it with my mom, CFO Margie, doing the damn thing. And just, you know, every, you know, you're super, you're, you're not superstitious, but you're a little stitious about things. You know, you're, you're. Dapping up after every good positive thing. You're bumping fists, high-fiving. Like, we had a system going. And uh, the Phillies win 2-0 in this game. They sweep the series 2-0. And now we have the return of Red October and postseason baseball to South Philadelphia. As Friday night will be the first postseason game in Philly since 2011. The first one. And this is the Phillies' first postseason series win since 2010. My goodness, guys. Said. Said. Oh. It is just. It feels so good. If you know, if you listen to this show long enough, you know I hate the Cardinals. I hated them for 2011. They're just a, a weird franchise. Like, everybody swoons over them. It's baseball heaven. Well, we sent those motherfuckers to hell. The Cardinals are dead. Get them out. Ugh. It was it was just such great energy for me to see the Phillies take care of business against a team that I truly cannot stand that is not in our division. I have no... They are like the Patriots to me. 
in baseball. The Cardinals are the Patriots. That's exactly what they are. They have the, the St. Louis Cardinal way. They're a bunch of frauds. Anti-Cardinal week got off to a great start. And uh, the Phillies are now moving on to the NLDS where they will play the Atlanta Braves in the Divisional Series for the first time since 1993. This will happen. I was not born yet the last time this series happened. I was born a few weeks later. Um, but the Phillies get the Braves in the NLDS. And this is what the schedule looks like right now. Kicks off Tuesday at 1.07 p.m. I think that's very silly. We could have started this thing at 4.35 and stagger the starts. Absolutely goofy that we have a 107 Divisional Series start time. But it is what it is. And then Wednesday, October 12th, 4.35 p.m. That's going to lead right into our show, ladies and gents. That's going to lead right into our podcast. So I hope you're ready for that. And then obviously Friday, uh, game three, and then game four on Saturday. is uh, It's going to be electric because the Phillies are going to steal at least one of these games in Atlanta. I'm telling you right now, it's going to happen. We are playing with house money. There's no pressure on us. The Braves just saw what just happened to the Mets, which I'll get into later. Oh, like every single person on this team, for the most part, contributed in this win one way or another. Kyle Schwarber. I know everybody's bagging on Reese Hoskins. Fuck the haters. Reese is a big reason that we are in this position right now to be able to even play in the wild card series. Bryce hits his first postseason home run. JT started the rally on uh, Friday night. JT's been sensational for like the last four months. Bryson Stott was great. Brandon Marsh, Matt Veerling, Gene Segura, Alec Bohm. Alec Bohm has been the love of my life. Matt and I hitched our horses to Alec Bohm very early on. I did from draft night. Matt did very soon after. And to see the the season arc that Alec Bohm has been on from I fucking hate this place to celebrating in the clubhouse after the, the wild card win with his shirt off, popping bottles, dancing around with people, uh, giving a quote after the game on Saturday. I love this place. Um, the whole career arc and Alec Bohm being so in tune with the fans as well is one of my favorite things. I cannot get enough of Alec Bohm. I'm so happy he's our guy. I'm so happy he has, you know, the the wherewithal and the stones and the the just humor to embrace Philadelphia for what it is. He is going to be here for a long time. The defensive plays he made in this series will be remembered forever because my goodness, he made Nolan Arenado look like a, a casual. He was put he made two sensational defensive plays in game 2 that will be forever ingrained in my mind. Alec Bohm has had a phenomenal postseason, a phenomenal lead-up to the postseason, and overall just a great year in general. From the moment he embraced, I fucking hate this place and the fact that he said it, and has just gone on to be fantastic. His defense has improved tenfold. He is just turning into a fan favorite and I love him I, I love knowing that our show Matt and I personally even off the show have embraced Alec Bohm from the get-go and now people are starting to realize it's like if you listen to the outside the box podcast DJ and I did the same thing for a long long time and I did it even before Deej came on the show with Kieran McCardle 
who was a phenomenal player for the Water Dogs Lacrosse Club, who won uh, this year's PLL championship. Everybody started jumping on board with Kieran McArdle this year in the lacrosse space. That's what it feels like within Philadelphia for Alec Bohm this year. Um, that's what I can kind of compare it to. But, man, he has been a, such a much-needed spark plug for this team across the board. And it's just so fun watching everybody embrace him. So fun watching his evolution as a player. Uh, his character development uh, has been unbelievable. And I, I like was so emotional on Saturday night. Like I wanted to cry. I was I was so stoked. Like, uh, like putting an end to the career of two of the game's legends is something that the Phillies organization will hold on to forever. Like, we ended Albert Pujols, we ended Yadier Molina after this whole storybook script was going to be written for them in the postseason. They're going to go on this run, blah, 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 blah. No, we ended it. Cardinals fans are frauds leaving in the ninth inning of game one. Like, get out of here. You're done. You're toast. Cardinals fans suck. The worst. Um, shout out to the kid who, like, flipped off all of the Cardinals fans after catching the foul ball from Reese Hoskins, um, I am just over the moon, and now we get the Braves, we get the Braves, a team that you remove that end of the season series down in Atlanta, in which they swept us, the Phillies and Braves went 500 head-to-head -head against each other, that's kind of crazy, like these two teams played each other very, very well this year, um, I think it's going to be an electric series, would it shock me if it goes you know, five games? Absolutely not. That's what that's how long the division series is for everybody's best of five. It would not shock me if this series goes five games because these two teams, they have that that grit, they have that tenacity, they have the the want to get back to where they feel like they belong. The Braves are obviously the defending champions. Um and I just I want nothing more than the Phillies to rewrite the script on just the performances that they've had this year and really show that they are the team that they were from June to August and, you know, early September. And now, you know, I think they're hitting their stride in a lot of ways. The pitching has been fantastic. Um, you know, the bullpen had a couple of, of snafus in this, uh, this series against the Cardinals. But they were like blips on the radar that have not happened in months. Um, I love the aggressiveness from Rob Thompson. You know, the the pinch running for Alec Bohm with Edmundo Sosa. And Sosa catching the final out in St. Louis when the Phillies traded for him from the Cardinals this year um, was poetic. It was just... Uh, it's been fantastic, man. This whole, this whole like week now... You know, since they clinched, the Phillies clinched on Monday, October 3rd, and it has been a week of celebrations, of vibes, of just feeling good about this team, and it just, it makes me super happy. Like, you guys know I'm a diehard Phils fan, through and through, from the jump, like, they are my guys. I I live and die with this team from March 
to now. Like this is the longest <laughs> that I've gotten to enjoy the Philadelphia Phillies since 2011 because 2012 to 2021 we had no postseason and now we do. And it just feels fucking awesome that this team is hitting their stride at the right time. They're playing together, they're playing loose, and they're having fun. And that's what matters right now for this team is this embrace the vibes. Embrace the vibes if you're the Phils. That's what we're doing right now. And on a even more comical and hilarious note, hit the trumpets. The Mets are dead. The Mets are dead. The Padres win the best of three, two out of three, at City Field, take care of business, and beat the Mets as the Padres now advance to take on the Dodgers. The Mets season is over. They get one hit in an elimination game, which sets a baseball record. Uh, they win on The Padres win on Friday as well, 7-1, to one, and the Mets are just such frauds. They are such frauds. Uh, I'm going to try to find this clip, too, and put it in uh, visually in post from, I want to say, either last year or 2020 um, about the Mets. Here it is. Yeah, it's 2021. Here it is. But, you know, Very true. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the Mets. Um, some of my greatest childhood memories are them choking down the stretch. Oh, this <laughs> is the best. Like, they're just – we know – we know that they are going to wilt. It's just in their DNA. They're, you know, they say that the cicadas are are coming. Like it's every seventeen years, whatever. Like that's the Mets. It's like apparently every, the cicadas aren't coming though. I listen. I have never been more informed about a subject so unwilling. <laughs> so you know the the cicadas are are gone. They are done. The Mets. They lose. It's great. Um. I'm just I'm so happy. You know, the Phillies advance, the Mets lose. It's absolutely just pure comedy that for like all season, all summer, Mets fans were pompous dickheads about being in first place, running the division, declaring the NL East over in May. The Braves end up stealing the division away from them. They get forced into a wild card series and then can't even come up clutch with their big three pitchers in the wild card series. The same way that they couldn't come up clutch against the Braves in that three game end of the season series. Max Scherzer gets absolutely fucking rocked like he's Kyle Gibson. DeGrom stunk in the grand scheme of things. DeGrom was not great. Um,. If I'm remembering correctly, I could be wrong right now just because I'm in my glory. I mean, I know the Mets won the game that he pitched, but, you know, he only went six innings, gave up two earned runs, two walks, eight strikeouts. You know, he did his thing, but they mismanaged Edwin Diaz. He went almost two innings, didn't close. Very strange stuff. And then tonight, Chris Bassett goes four innings, three earned runs, three walks, two strikeouts. It's just a beautiful thing. The Mets absolutely stink. They're done. Put them away. That team is not going to be what they are this year. DeGrom going to be gone. Edwin Diaz going to be gone. That fucking dork loser, Brandon Nimmo, gone. Bye. 
Uh, Pete Alonzo, absolute dickhead piece of shit, too. Elbowing jerks and Profar in the back. What a fucking loser. The Mets are a bunch of losers, man. It's so nice seeing big loser energy get dealt, you know, the worst tasting medicine of all time. And that's losing after a 101 win season. What a bunch of frauds, bunch of losers, bunch of dickheads, fucking rich, spoiled brats. Just because Steve Cohen bought your team doesn't mean you're going to be fucking good, you losers. Ugh. It's going to be so great on Tuesday. Win, lose, or draw on Tuesday, which I fully expect. I'm I'm feeling a Phillies win. Feeling a Phillies win on Tuesday. Day game, Ranger Suarez, redemption. It's going to be so great. Mets fans have nothing to root for. Nothing to root for. Nothing. Ugh. It's so great. It's so great, guys. The fills are moving on. Like, I don't even know how to contain myself. I don't even know how to contain myself. You know, I'm just thinking of Friday night, Citizens Bank Park, sold out crowd. Uh, red rally towels going. Because I just found out today, white rally towels are banned. Didn't know that. Um, but man, huh, postseason baseball is... Some of the greatest stuff you will ever experience. I'm so glad it's back in our backyard. And I mean, overall, even though tonight's game was the only one to go three games, I enjoyed this format for the NL and AL wildcard much more than I would have expected to reading it on paper. I think best of three in one stadium, back-to-back-to-back days, is electric it, it is all hands on deck. There's there's no room for error. And, you know, it was pretty cool to see, you know, the way that we got a 15-inning walk-off home run by the Guardians to win a series. The Mariners going down 8-1 to and storming back to win 10-9 to advance into the, uh, the ALDS. You know, this being their first trip in 20 years to the postseason. The Phillies doing what they did was poetic and, and glorious, you know, to advance. And then the Padres, you know, having to overcome adversity of being the only team, along with the Mets, uh, to to go the full three games. And the, the Guardians are the only home team to have won a series in the wildcard round. That's pretty crazy. It's pretty nuts. Um, also pretty cool. That I uh, I was looking through the rosters of all the teams that were in the wild card round. Every single team in the American League and National League wild card round in 2022 had at least one former Philly on their roster. That is pretty wild. So I'll go I'll go American League first. Obviously the Mariners. You have Carlos Santana, J.P. Crawford, David Phelps is on the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, the Guardians have Eniel De Los Santos. Um, Tampa Bay Rays had Garrett Clevenger. There's five in the American League. National League, the Phillies are the Phillies. Corey Dickerson on the uh, St. Louis Cardinals. The Mets had Darren Ruff uh, on their roster. And Trevor May, who was a Philly prospect, who was traded for Ben Revere back in the day. Um and then the Padres had Jorge Alfaro. So nine former Phillies playing in the wild card round. And then you look at the um, 
the rest of the teams. I don't think the Dodgers have anybody um, on their uh, their roster that are former Phillies, but the Braves, they have Charlie Morton, obviously, Travis Darno. Um, don't know if they have anybody else. I'm looking at their roster right now. Those are the two, um, Charlie Morton and uh, Travis Darno. And then you look at... The American League, the Yankees. I don't know if the Yankees have anybody that's a former Philly on their roster. Um, Let's see. Phillies on the Yankees. I don't believe so. Yeah, it does not look like the Yankees have anybody. Um, And then... Who else? Oh, the Astros. Hector Neris, obviously. I don't know if there's anybody else on the Astros, though. Yeah, I think it's just Hector Neris. So, you know, there's even more former Phillies on these rosters in the postseason, which is pretty cool. It's pretty neat to see all the former Phillies that are, you know, on successful contending teams. And it's like, hey, they were one of ours at one point. Um... So that's pretty neat, uh, you know, that across the board outside of the the Yankees and the Dodgers, there are uh, former Phillies lurking in the postseason. But the Mets are dead, the Phils are here, and we've got Red October to celebrate for at least, at the bare minimum, another week. We have another week of Red October. Um, and Anti-Cardinals Week did not stop with the Phils as the Eagles go out to Arizona and they defeat the Arizona Cardinals 20 to 17 uh, a nail biter of a game a tough game nonetheless um, a lot of mistakes made on both sides of the ball for this Eagles team but they are five and0 they take care of business a win is a win and um, you know the field in Arizona I do have to say absolute hot steaming garbage there's no reason that a a team that plays in Arizona should be using natural grass that is just foolish that field was in horrendous conditions I saw a tweet today during the game that apparently the Cardinals do all of their training camp at their home stadium and obviously play their their preseason games there and their regular season games and that's why the field gets messed up what are we doing that's craziness. That field was an abomination. It resulted in injuries for people across the board. It felt like people were getting injured left and right. Uh, people getting tripped up. But Jalen Hurts and company go into Arizona and win for the first time since 2001 against the Cardinals at their home stadium. Jalen goes 26 of 36 for 239 yards, two touchdowns rushing in this one for Jalen Hurts. Miles Sanders goes for 58 yards on the ground. Dallas Goddard, who I tweeted, it was going to be a big Dallas Goddard game. Eight catches for 95 yards. Devontae Smith, 10 catches for 87 yards. I don't know why A.J. Brown was phased out of like the offensive game plan after that opening drive. He only had three catches for 32 yards in this game. C.J. Gardner-Johnson made 10 tackles and got his first interception as an eagle in this one. Um... Cameron Dicker 
Dicker the kicker with two clutch field goals for this Eagles team in the third and fourth quarters. A game-winning field goal nonetheless. Um, Kyler Murray just continued to prove that he is the Ben Simmons of football, clocking the or you know spiking the ball uh, when it was third down. Still, he threw that interception like I mentioned, and um, I'm just very glad that the Eagles got away with a win. They they walked away, came away with a big time win. They uh, they went pound for pound with this Cardinals team. It was a lot of evenness across the board. Um, the Eagles were pretty bad on third down in this game, which is not commonplace for them. Um, you know, they allowed two sacks, three penalties in this one, but they dominated the time of possession in the grand scheme of things. 34 minutes and 39 seconds versus 25 minutes and 21 seconds. Um, they, they just had that dog in them. They had that dog in them. They overcame a lot of adversity in this game. They get a, a big time win. This is this was a a massive win in the grand scheme of this season. Um, the Cardinals are now two and three. And the Eagles are still fought, you know undefeated five and zero going into Sunday night football at the Link against the Cowboys. It's going to be just an unbelievable Philly sports week uh, coming up. You know you get the Phillies back in the divisional series uh, going up against the. It's a big rivalry week. Going up against the Braves and then Cowboys Eagles at the Lynx Sunday Night Football. Sign us up. Let's go. It's just a great feeling, man. Like the vibes are at an all time high. I'm feeling immaculate right now. Although I did not feel great during that game at all. The vibes were very off for me. Um, you know, we are we are we're gonna take claim to it because it worked. Big time, and it, it felt like everybody was embracing. Strap in is going to be um, a, a battle cry for this podcast. We're in big moments. We need everybody locked in and ready and focused and focusing on our squad. Strap in is uh, is going to be our thing. So hashtag strap in in the YouTube comment section and in the podcast reviews. If you've listened this far, I will know. Hashtag strap in. Um, but, you know, I love Jalen Hurts after the game saying he's not satisfied with this one. Um, there's a lot of things that they got to clean up, a lot of things they got to work on. Dicker the kicker comes through, man. He came through. Um, shout out to <laughs> University of Texas Twitter that came through on uh, our post of Cameron Dicker. Uh, after the game, talking about the the ice in his veins, um, would love for you guys to hop on board and be fans of the show, even though you're in Texas. But uh, come through. We'd love to have the the Dicker the Kicker army on board with Underground Sports, and we'd love to have Cameron Dicker on the pod. That's for damn show. Um, but man, it's it's fucking cool that right now the Eagles are the best team in football. The Cowboys and Giants somehow win go four and one um respectfully for each of them the commanders are dead at one and four the nfc west is hot garbage the 49ers are the only team above 500 everyone else is two and three the vikings are four and one the packers are three and two the bears are two and three the lions are one and four and then the bucks are three and two the saints and falcons are two and three and the panthers are one and four 
And you look at the AFC. The Bills are four and one. Jets are three and two. Dolphins are three and two. Patriots are two and three. The Chiefs are three and one. Still play on Monday Night Football. The Chargers are three and two. Broncos are two and three. They are terrible. The Raiders are one and three. They play against the Chiefs on Monday Night Football. The Ravens squeak out a win on Sunday Night Football at three and two against the Bengals. Browns and Bengals are both two and three. Steelers are one and four. And then the Titans are three and two. The Colts are two two and one. And the Jaguars are two and three now. And the Texans get their first win at one three and one. Um, you know, you look at the NFC East score differential right now. Shout out to the homies over at Pickup. You guys can go to playpickup.com, start playing the hottest headlines in sports, rack up points on your fan profiles, cash them in for points on the Pickup Marketplace. That's playpickup.com. Right now, the Eagles have scored the second most points, I believe, in the NFL, just behind the Detroit Lions. Um, Sorry, it is just in the NFC. Most points in the NFC, just behind the Detroit Lions, the Bills, leading the way for points scored in the NFL at 152. So the third most uh, goes to the Eagles at 135, and they've only given up 88 points for a points differential of 47, plus 47. Um, You know, the defense stepped up big time today. They gave up 17 points. Um, there were some moments that it was it was dicey. You know, you were pulling your hair out. But you look at all the games this year, and – you know, the Lions game happened, you give up 35 points, and that's kind of an outlier, but since week two, seven points, eight points, 21 points, 17 points, those are four scores that this Eagles offense has enough high power in it, enough juice in it to go out and put up numbers to win games when opponents score those types of points. That shouldn't make us nervous as Eagles fans. Um... So that's exciting, but you're going up against the Cowboys team who has a very good defense this year. The the Cooper Rush darling story is uh, in full swing, and I can't wait for the Eagles to punch them in the mouth, send them the fuck home, and go into the bye week 6-0. and It's going to be fantastic shit, everybody. Like, I'm feeling real good, and I told you all on this show numerous times, the Eagles are going to go undefeated into the bye week. I told you all that, and it's going to happen. The Eagles are going to go undefeated into the bye week. The Phils are going to fucking beat the Braves. And the Union are going to come through and win when they get a chance to play after their first round bye because of the best team in the East in the MLS. But the Eagles, um, very impressed with C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Very impressed with Hassan Reddick once again. Uh, Jordan Davis was great. The O-line depth stepping up when guys were going out injured. And uh, Jalen Hurts staying poised and, and composed in this one and not really, you know, taking too much stress under pressure. And uh, Dicker the kicker, man, shout out for stepping up in the place of uh, of Jake Elliott, who has done a sensational job as the Eagles kicker, but obviously out due to injury from last week's game. Excuse me. Um but anti-Cardinal week was a success. Three wins across the bur- the board. The bird. Uh, shout out to Kylie Reeves. Red bird Agami. Check. And uh, the Eagles are 5-0, and man. It's it's a real cool feeling. This is the third time I think they've been 5-0 and um, in franchise history. 
third or fourth time. Um, but they are the only undefeated team in the NFL still. And people still are refusing to put respect on their name, which is pretty fucking wild to me. Um, but they're doing the damn thing, baby. Fly, Eagles, fly. Go, Birds. We're undefeated. That's what matters. We keep on trucking along, and uh, we get the Cowboys at home prime time. The Eagles' next four out of their next five games are prime time. Or I'm sorry. Let's see. Four of their next six. So you get Sunday Night Football, Eagles-Cowboys, Week 7, or Week 6. Steelers game after the bye is not primetime. Short week, Thursday Night Football against the Texans on November 3rd. Monday Night Football against the Commanders on November 14th. Colts, November 20th, not primetime. And then Sunday Night Football at the link again. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers coming to town. Uh, post Thanksgiving, I want to say it is, I want to say that's the Sunday after Thanksgiving that, uh, that Sunday night game, I'm pulling up the calendar here. Yeah. So the Sunday after Thanksgiving is when Aaron Rodgers, who that team just looks not great, not great. Um, I can't believe they lost the giants and then the Eagles get the Titans, the giants, the bears, the Cowboys on Christmas Eve. The Saints on New Year's Day, and then the Giants at home to finish the season. Season's rolling right along, everybody. We're almost at the halfway point of the NFL season already. Um, Man, the Eagles just look great. They look great. They're proving everybody wrong. They're showing you they can win in different situations, and that's a really cool thing. That's a really, really cool thing, and uh, it's great that they're not satisfied. It's great that they're always trying to get better each and every week, and I think they're going to continue to get better, and they're going to shut Seth Joyner up in his negative attitude, and they're going to beat the Cowboys on Sunday Night Football after the Phillies go in Saturday and win that series against the Braves because they're going to steal one in Atlanta. They're going to steal one in Atlanta, everybody. Uh, Wrapping up with the best team in the East in the MLS, the Philadelphia Union, the MVP. Daniel Gazdag, hat trick with a PK included in that. And then Hip Hip Uray coming through and getting the dub for the Union on decision day. Just a great, great performance. Uh, The Union finished with the best record in the East, 67 points. They are the one seed. LAFC also finishes with 67 points. So I don't know who wins the supporter shield. I don't know what the tiebreaker is. I'm going to see if I can pull it up on social media right now for you guys because I didn't think that LAFC was going to lose. Um, but let's see here. Supporter shield. Winner goes to LAFC, I think, based off of wins. Um, so that's a bummer. That's a bummer. Um, let's see. Yeah, I I think it's based off of record. 
Um. So that's a bummer. That's a bummer that we don't get the supporter shield because we finished 19 and five with 10 draws. LAFC finished with 21 wins, nine losses, four draws. Same amount of points though, and a much better goal differential, 46 to 28. Union scored the most goals in all of MLS this year. They're my my supporter shield winner. It's the Philadelphia Union stepping up big time. Now they await the winner of the 4-5 matchup between the New York Red Bulls and FC Cincinnati. We're rooting for the Red Bulls on this podcast um, simply because the Union have had much better success against them, and that's what we want. We have We want the best possible outcome to get the Union to the championship game and get that dub on the board. Um, but yeah, your your Eastern Conference postseason looks like this, everyone. Um, it's going to be the Union, Montreal, New York City FC, New York Red Bulls, Cincinnati, Inter-Miami, and Orlando City as your seven postseason teams in the East. And then in the West, LAFC, Austin FC, FC Dallas, LA Galaxy, Nashville, Minnesota, Real Salt Lake. Those are your seven teams. There, Portland just misses out uh, in the West and in the East. Columbus just misses out. Um, man, if the Union could have beat Charlotte, if the Union could have beaten Charlotte uh, in the in that game last week, because Nashville won today one zero. Oh, that would have been awesome. That would have been awesome if the Union could have pulled that through and won the Supporters' Shield. But, hey, we're going to the playoffs. They're the number one team in the East. They've earned it. They look like the best team, in my opinion. They're playing top-notch soccer, football, whatever you want to call it right now. And um, it's just awesome that you know we have three very successful teams right now playing in Philadelphia. The Sixers are getting underway very, very soon. The wings are going to be getting underway very, very soon. Shout out. Shout out to the wings. And uh, the Flyers exist. So, <laughs> um, But, hey, congrats to the Union on a fantastic regular season. You guys know we've been, we've been talking about the Union on this show religiously all year long, all season long for them, and also, you know, going back to – 2020 2021 like we were talking about the union on this show we support those boys and uh super super proud of them and looking forward to uh the postseason and seeing what they're going to be able to pull off as the number one team in the east and uh you already know underground gets down with the union they are the boys shout out to them we love them we just want the union to embrace us we love the union like they are the boys and they've been playing fantastic footy all season long and uh, excited to uh, continue to watch it into the postseason as well as the Phils with the baseball postseason as well as the birds for Sunday night football against the Cowboys. And you know what? We got success going on right now. And that's why you got to follow us on the socials at underground PHI on Twitter, Instagram, facebook.com slash underground sports PHI, twitch.tv slash underground sports PHI. Follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311. Follow Matt on Twitter at MattCastArena. Follow all of us. If you, if you look at who we follow, you'll see who works for the company and follow everybody that works for us. Uh, 
If you're listening or watching this, I want you all to send at Stephen McAvoy underscore red hearts on Twitter. Just tweet him red hearts. Maybe a hashtag red October. If you don't know, Stephen McAvoy, co-host of the Get in the Hole podcast, he is a Mets fan. Uh, and he was at the game on Sunday night, and I, I just i am so happy that the Mets lost. I'm so happy they lost. But tweet at Stephen McAvoy underscore tweet him red hearts um, to make him feel better. Um, make sure you guys check out our website, undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to the podcast feed, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, and leave those five-star ratings and reviews. It really does help us out, guys. It helps more people find the show, helps advertisers see that we are you know doing the damn thing. And uh, it helps us continue to make dope content for you guys. And that's all we want to do. You know, during this this high power of success we're in right now with our squads, we want to deliver the best possible content and do it as well as, as properly executed as possible. So subscribe to the podcast feed. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews. Be a friend. Tell a friend. Get all your coworkers to subscribe. And subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel where you get full video episodes of every Underground Sports Philadelphia podcast. Smash that like button. Ring the bell icon so you don't miss a single second of the content we're putting out. Comment down below. Hashtag strap in. And of course, be a friend, tell a friend to subscribe to the YouTube channels. We're on that hashtag road to 1K gauntlet challenge. And once we get to 1K... All of our podcasts have big things planned content-wise for you guys that you will not want to miss. So go subscribe to the YouTube channel. I think by the end of October, we can get to 300 at the bare minimum. Let's get to 300 subscribers by the end of October. Let's make that happen. Big thank you to our sponsors who make this show happen. Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. Tomahawk Shades, Pickup, Kenwood Beer, and Bino Board. All of their info is linked in the show notes on audio and in the description on YouTube. But guys, this has been a Red October. Go Birds. Dupe it up. Episode number 471 of Underground Sports Philadelphia. We'll be back on Wednesday. Hopefully talking about a big Phil's win against the Braves. Getting ready for Eagles, Cowboys, and a whole lot more, myself and Matt, twitch.tv slash PHI. That's going to be the place to be Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Eastern time. We'll catch you there. But until then, let's go Phils. Let's go Birds. Let's go Union. And I'm signing the heck off and getting the heck out of here. Peace. Peace.